Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! A little delayed reaction. Well, I, I got a text right as soon as you did that. And so, uh, yeah, apologize there. But <clears throat> let me, let me, let me, here we go. I'm going to clear the airways. T. Coleman. Woo! There we go. That's much better. <laughs> and that's the, hey, man, we got. We got a long road trip ahead of us. That you got to get get locked in. We got a long, we got a lot to do in the next few few weeks. Big big stuff to bring to you. Don't 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 let me down. I know we're nearing the end of the season. I know it's been a grind. But to paraphrase John Rothstein, we will sleep in July. I am interested to see what the heck we do over those twelve to fourteen hours in a car together headed north. Well, I, I'll go tell you. At least six of them, I'll be asleep. <laughs> and you can feel free to periscope that if you want. Just me snoring away, a little drool coming out the corner of the mouth. This is Thunder talk- and Lightning, Joel T. Coleman, and Brian no, Hayden. No, no, no. Instead, instead of woo, it'll be... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Wherever you guys are listening to us, wherever and however you guys are listening to us, we do appreciate it. Another big day yesterday, as you might imagine. A lot of Bulldog fans wanting to hear. Even You know who gave us a click? You know who listened to our podcast? Who's that? Richard Cross. Oh. <laughs> said he wanted to hear Welcome some baseball. Said he wanted to hear some baseball talk while he was mowing the grass. I was like, buddy, like I said on Twitter, Ole Miss fans, I appreciate your business. <laughs> you are welcome to join us whenever you like. You you can you can do whatever you want. Just just know that we know. Uh, and of course, we want to thank our great service men and women out there. Across the United States of America, across the globe, taking care of us. Also, want to give a shout out to our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Turner Spoon Ice Cream, who delivered again with the sign, the always, signage, always. And then he tweeted something. I'm running out of prosthetic limbs. <laughs> that will go. That is possibly the funniest thing that it's ever been done. There is no troll job that anyone could ever do ever again in any way that will top that for me. That was fantastic. Just man. the to, the the sheer. You know, I like to make jokes and I like to pull pranks on people and stuff. The sheer power it takes not to break down and laugh at your own jokes sometimes is is it's tough. And that just a pro, like he had been doing it his whole life. Especially when you really have the have reporter. Good, well, the reporter, he was, had him in the palm of was his hand. Bought in. Oh locked yeah, in, like and, this full bought in on the story. I, I have a banana hammock. <laughs> like <laughs> legend. Legend. You know who that guy is, right? Yes. Yeah. Runs Terry uh, Power, right? Yeah, it runs two brothers. Yeah. So I mean, he's already a legend anyway. <laughs> he is, son. Uh, when that know. when that new when the new one opens up, I don't want to give too much pub to a. They're not doing any business with us, Terry. If you want to get on board, holler at me. And if you don't want to get on board, but just want to bring us some smoked wings, we'll take those too. Just saying. Either or. But that said, we can uh, negotiate. When that new that new one opens up, there's going to be a Brian Haydad wing in that place. I'm going to be there a lot more <laughs> often. So I'll be glad when that happens. All right. Feel like we went from doing our sponsor to giving somebody an unrelated business a shout out there. So once again, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. Well, as we, uh, you know, I, I guess as we transition, you're, lo- you're loading up. By the way, you're loading up on free drinks over there. People, I am. People love you. I am. I, I had. Well, there's at least one or two up there for you as well. I need uh, to get up there. So yeah, you do. Need, you need to get your honey over there. I'll make it happen. Uh, but but also as we transition here and talking about some baseball, as we get ready to head northward to Joel Maha, Nebraska. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got. Get, we'll give we, our shout out to our, our we, new friend. We, we do have to give a shout out to our new friend. We deliver here on Thunder and Lightning. Uh, Almond Printing over in Aberdeen, Mississippi. He's got our shirts coming, Brian. We are going to we got be them representing 
Joel Maha Nebraska on our shirts because of the hard work of Almond Printing. Over so and over and we're going to talk about day. that all week, and we will definitely but, tweet out and all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, and he, he sent me the, the the you know drawing, whatever, not drawing, the rendering, whatever of the design, and it was fantastic. Like, couldn't have it's, been much better. I'm and, not, uh, now I want him to do one in red with Rippy's face on it that just says suboptimal. <laughs> if I can get that now, nah, what a Christmas gift that will make. <laughs> but anyway, if you ever got T-shirt needs, advertising needs, go see all whatever. Printing, yeah. Go see all. Where, where are they located? They are located in Aberdeen, but it's Bulldog Man. It's, it's, it's Bulldogs helping Bulldogs. It's, it's worth so, the drive. Absolutely, to get over to, to Almond Print. Not, not too far over to Aberdeen, anyway. So. No, no, no. All right, let's get into some some baseball. We talked. We've we've messed about for long enough. We know the opponent. We don't know the times as we're recording it. We're about an hour or so away. From learning exactly when Mississippi State's going to play. By the time you listen to this, obviously, you will know. But we do know that it's the Auburn Tigers. What a boring day of baseball, by the way. <laughs> Two game three. You're like, pen, not penultimate. The ultimate game. This is the one. To go to Omaha, and they're just far. <laughs> Auburn. Goes up 13 to nothing in the first inning. They scored nine runs with two outs. And the only reason that they got the third out in the inning was on a, on a run-scoring single, the guy overruns second, and they catch him off the base. Isn't it Adam Car- They ran themselves out of a 13 to nothing inning. Isn't it Adam Carlson was the kicker for yeah, Auburn or whatever? Yeah. He finally missed the extra point. <laughs> first inning of the Super <laughs> <laughs> 13 to nothing in the Finish first. Finishes 14-7. Those two teams play each other in football two years from now. That might not be that might be the score of that game. Jeez. And Lord then Lord. up in Fayetteville, you just hate to see it. Ole Miss gets waxed by our what a weird super. That's this on the air on Super Force of Mississippi. What a weird super regional. Three blowouts. Yeah. Three apps and, and all three games, the team that had to lead first got blown out. That makes no sense. <laughs> Like Ole Miss, they come out, they get the lead, and then in the second, I think they had two on and two out, and they couldn't do anything with it. And I'm just watching the game, and I'm just like, that felt like a missed opportunity. And then it's four to one, and then it's seven to one, and then it finishes fourteen to one. Yeah. And so Arkansas and Auburn, four SEC teams in the uh, College World Series. You know, I didn't really know what to expect in the Auburn North Carolina game. I really thought the the game in Fayetteville, I I was expecting like a down to the wire type deal in that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I, I was expecting a better game for uh, sure. I don't know. You just yeah, Oma, you had Ole Miss on the cusp of Omaha. You got an Arkansas team that if they catch a foul pop up last year wins a national title. I, I just I don't know. I didn't see that one getting out of hand. I guess is what I'm saying, and, and it absolutely did. Um, that said, you know, no Ole Miss in Omaha, no LSU in Omaha. Uh, some free hotels, you know, some some hotel rooms opening up. I'm perhaps. sure they have. Uh, you know, is, I guess Arkansas will travel nicely. Is Auburn making it? I think the best story is probably Florida State, uh, just in terms of Mike Martin in the last year. Uh, Mississippi State's a good story. Arkansas trying to avenge. Yeah, that's a good story. From last year's a good story. But is Auburn the most unlikely story? I mean, I, 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 there was no point in the season where I watched Auburn and said, that's an Omaha team. You know, even with Florida State, I mean, they were a preseason like top 10 team. You know, they have talent. They just, they just underachieved this year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Michigan's a pretty unlikely. They're unlikely, but I mean, I always think West Coast teams are weak. North Carolina's not a weak team. They're not soft like Georgia Tech. You know, I I was just 
Auburn was sixth in the West. Sixth in the West. And now they're going to the College World Series, one of the top eight teams. And, you know, they're going to play Mississippi State, and maybe we'll get a Tanner Burns, Ethan Small showdown part two, which was a weird game that Ethan Small outdueled Tanner Burns, but State lost the game. Yeah. So we talked to Chris Lamonis on uh, on Monday's Sports Talk Mississippi, and I and we I asked him about that, and he said it, it feels so long ago that we played Auburn, is what he said. And there's something I, for you. Is there anything to playing a team that you have that kind of familiarity with? Is it an advantage? Is it a disadvantage? How does it work? Well, I mean, it's a little less time you have to spend in the scouting department. I mean, you know them. You, you know, you, you've seen them three times. You prepared for them already. You don't have to spend the the same level of work that you would have to spend if you played a North Carolina in game one. You know, it's a so I, I guess you can spend a little more time on you as opposed to looking at the opponent. But you know what? How many times has your weird state say that anyway? That if we just play our ball all the time, we win all the time. I mean, you've heard Chris Lamona say it a ton, Jake Mangum said it a ton, and that's why this Mississippi State team, Brian, I don't know that. State has ever had this good of a chance to win in Omaha. Not saying they will, but I don't know that they had a better chance because I truly feel like if Mississippi State plays at their peak level in Omaha, they're hoisting the trophy in two weeks. Like I, I don't. The, on, the I think, only thing that can stop them is Vanderbilt playing at their peak level. I mean, and, and even, the, even then, you can still beat Vanderbilt. Even then, it's it's a push. Yeah. You know, you just don't really. Who is the better team there? I, I mean, I guess you would crown Vandy because they won the SEC and things. Well, but but Vandy has a ton of talent. Yeah. They probably have more talent top to bottom than Mississippi State does, especially in the pitching rotation. I mean, I think uh, as much as I like State's rotation, Fellows, Rocker, Rocker and, and Raby are better yeah. than Small. You know, Small's better than anybody they have, but their other two are better. Two of their three are better than two of State's three is what I would say. Yeah. That's fair. But the state still be, state still easily beat them. Not when I say easily beat them, I don't mean it's like not oh, a, it's not nah, a, it's going to be ten, 10 to nothing. I just mean that state can win the game. Yeah, it's not a shock if state wins. The game. Right, right. And that's you know, it's funny how the brackets it's it's really set up for Arkansas to get back. We on the other side of the bracket, and they have Michigan, they have Texas Tech, and they have Florida State. So they got two three seeds and the number eight national seed, who's good, but you know. Arkansas is the clear favorite on this on that side. On the other side, you do have Auburn, who's a three seed. But then you have Mississippi State, who is a top five team all year. Vanderbilt, who's a top two team all year. And Louisville, who can who is really good. They just murdered, just murdered East Carolina. I mean, just left them for dead. State's bracket is tough. It's yeah. really, really tough. If State gets to the championship series... We've been, you've used the term battle-tested a lot. <laughs> they will be beyond that. Uh, if they get to the championship series. Yeah, but uh, this is the time of year. People like to look and see who's got the best route and, and things, and I understand that. But but everybody's good. Every single team that you face has uh, nearly as equal a chance to beat you as the next one. You know, I mean, I know that there are some teams that are, are a little bit better than others in some areas. Like I said, Vandy's got elite pitching. Oh, crap, Vandy's elite, you know, elite all over the field. Um I mean, there are things you can like more about other some teams more than others, but at the end of the day, you know, put all eight of these teams in a hat and reseed them if you want to, or just let them stay like they are. Every team you face is going to be good. Who cares? Yeah. You know, so you just got to go out and play good baseball. And 
for the most part, State has done that all year long. That's another reason why I feel like this team has such a good chance to do damage in Omaha because they've been so consistent. There, there just has not been hardly any valleys. The Arkansas right. series being the outlier. Yeah, I mean that's the valley. That's about it. Well, they only have what three losing streaks on the year. They lost two in a row to LSU, three in a row to Arkansas, two in a row in the SEC tournament. They they never got past three games in a row that they lost. They never they don't have a stretch where they lost four out of five or five out of six or even something like you know five out of ten. They don't have anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this this team consistency is definitely the word for this Mississippi State team. They have been so consistent all year long, and if that keeps up, they're going to present a huge challenge uh, over there. It's you know it's sort of funny. State only lost one non conference game all year, but in all likelihood. Their first two games are going to be against conference opponents. Yeah. So, so you know, it's like you don't get even the you know think about it, normally who the Washington, North Carolina, Oregon State last year they didn't play an SEC opponent. You know, Florida yeah. and Arkansas were on the other side of the bracket, and now this year they can't get to the championship series without knocking off it, probably two SEC teams. Yeah. Probably have to do it three times too if I had to guess. Yeah. So it's way early. But I, I was just looking through this today, and, and I, we may have hit on this some last night. Quite frankly, you know, we were here at 3 a.m., no telling what we talked about and what we didn't at this point. I, I don't even remember much. But I I just think that maybe that, that Mac Homer last night, mm-hmm. you know, what if that got him going? And he's in the middle of that order. Yeah. And, and you got – I don't know. I just keep bragging on this team because I feel like they're so good. But we we talk so much about how good Ethan Small is and how State's pitching one through three can match up with just about anybody. But just that that Mac Homer last night just makes you think a little bit about how how good this lineup is one through nine. You got Marshall Gilbert down there in the nine hole hitting three something. You know, I, you got here lately because of the foot injury and because he's been out of the lineup some and and, and stuff. The Mac, Mac might have been kind of one of the the more slumping type hitters of like, but to to have the big moment like is that like a restart for him a little bit? Is that give him some rejuvenation headed into Omaha? And if that gets going, I mean, how are the, how is this team? I guess Vandy is the favorite, but yeah, I, I don't see how Mississippi State isn't pretty much. Well, I mean, like Van, said, Vandy right Mississippi Vandy. State this year is Clemson Alabama for football. It's Duke, North Carolina, or Duke, Virginia for basketball. It's the two best teams, you know. Period. Whoever Arkansas is certainly capable of winning it, but whoever comes from this side of the bracket, be it State or Vanderbilt, because I don't think it's going to be Louisville, and I certainly don't think it's going to be Auburn, even though they're hot right now. Uh, but whoever that, that's probably going to be the national champion. You know that that will be the, the that two game series between Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. However, it occurs, if it, assuming it does, that's the to me is the real national title. Now that said. Could very easily lose to Arkansas. It's funny to talk about this, by the way. We're talking about Arkansas and oh, they're sticking. They swept them. Arkansas swept Mississippi State, and yet it feels like we're sort of riding them. Are we riding off Arkansas a little bit here? Probably. I, I, Why are we doing that? I, I don't know. <laughs> they are really, really good. Um, I, I think the word here that we're both trying to find that we're probably not doing a good job of finding is wide open. That's maybe two words. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's wide dash open, then it'd be one word. But wide open. Uh, I mean, outside of Auburn in Michigan, maybe Florida State. I mean, any of the other five would it shock you if they won in Omaha? It would shock me if Florida State, Michigan, Auburn, Auburn 
it would shock me if uh, if Texas Tech won. No, I don't know. Texas Tech is pretty good. If Louisville, it would shock me if Louisville won. Even though Louisville's good, they would have to go through State and Vanderbilt like that. That just see that's that's the thing. You know, one of the things you don't ever think about is yeah, Vanderbilt can win because they got to play State, but they don't have to play Vanderbilt. State has to play Vanderbilt, but doesn't have to play State. Louisville's got to play on both at some point. That's re- that's going to be difficult to win three games on that side. Yeah, you knowing you're that's probably going to really be, good point. You're going to have to play both of those teams once at least. I mean, you could possibly have to play them twice. Yeah, Louis- Louisville's assuming that the winner of the of that side of the bracket comes through the winners bracket. Mm-hmm. Like you, kind of like you just said, Louisville is going to have to beat Vandy and then most likely Mississippi State. Yeah, because you, know, you think State's probably and could probably have to beat one of those two teams twice again. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, you have to win every game against those two teams, probably. That, that's a tough road. That's a tough, tough road. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I don't even know. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, th- this is not something that that you go into and and uh, know what's going to happen, but it is something you can go into knowing that you're probably one of the two or three best teams there for sure, and. That gives you a, a really, really, really good chance to come out of that thing the winner. And boy, howdy, could you imagine if the day finally comes when Mississippi State baseball is the national champion? After everything this program has been through, the Ron Polks and the 11 trips to Omaha and the just the... You know, we sit there before at Duty Noble and watch that video they play before the games mm-hmm. this year and... I, I think I'm not, you know, breaking a trust here by saying this. You asked me one point earlier in the season, something to the effect of, "Do you think we romanticize this a little too much for a program that hadn't won a national yeah. title, or yeah. something like that?" I may be, re- you know, phrasing that wrong, but you asked right. a variation like of that, that yeah. question. And I, I don't, I, I don't think that necessarily state does because it means so much to the people here. Right. So it's hard to romanticize it too much for the people that are romantic about it. Mm-hmm. But. To actually have the substance to back that up right. with a title. It legitimizes everything. It does. It like does. At that point, like right now, schools like LSU and Texas and Miami and, and Florida, they look at us and they go, well, yeah, they're good, but they've never won it all. Once you take that away, I'll, I'll give an example. I have a, I, I mean, I'm a Saints fan, and they won the Super Bowl back in 2009. I have a friend who's a big Steelers fan. Gosh, it was 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm an old man. I know. Uh, but I have a friend who's a Steelers fan. Now, they've won, what, five Super Bowls, six Super Bowls? I don't even know. I think it's six. And uh, when they when the Saints won, he called me or he texted me. He's just like, congratulations, you're in the club now. And he's like, when you're in the club, nobody who's not in the club can say anything to you. And he said, and if you are in the club, everybody in the club is at least in the club. So, you know, yeah, there's the Saints with one, the Steelers with six, the Cowboys with five, the 49ers with five. But you're still in the club. So everything you've done is legitimate. Yeah. Whereas you're a team like, who hasn't won a Super Bowl? The Falcons. The Falcons haven't won a Super Bowl. Everything they've done is just, it's like, well, so? You don't have a title. Yeah. That's what MSU baseball is to fans outside of the MSU bubble. Yeah. It's so? I mean, yeah, you had all these great players. You had Clark and Palmero and couldn't get it done. That's probably the first thing. If I was not a state fan, that would be the first thing. You had Clark, Palmero, Brantley, and Thickpin and couldn't win? You'll never win. But once you win, all that's over. You're in the club. State is five wins away from being in the club. And then at that point, 
everything, every all the outside noise, it melts away. And you can take your place as an elite, top-tier program. And when you get in the club, yeah, there comes a point probably in 50 years or so where you got to get back in the club kind right. of deal. Yeah, I mean, but like, you, you can relish that in the club like, thing for a long USC time. USC has more championships than anybody, but when's the last time they were good in baseball? And they won the 98 world, the 1998 national title. And that was it. That was 21 years ago. Yeah. But they got, you know, they won, well, like, eight in the 70s. But they have a ton of titles, you know. Miami hasn't won a title in forever. Uh, Texas hasn't won. I guess 05 was their last title. So it's been 13 years for them. But they're in the club. So they can, t- you know, it, it's, it's like, it's almost like, I hate to use the term little brother. But there is a, like, you know, the, all the, the, the big kids are like, oh, I did this. And, and the little kid's like, well, I did this. And like, yeah, but, you, you know, you're a little kid. Not that State's a little kid, but it'll be great to be finally, to finally be able to say, well, we got the national title. Yeah. You know? Think about the, 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 think about the wall. I, I've thought about this a, a bunch of times, and maybe I'm, I'm you know, showing the fan card here, but I've often thought, like, where would they put the national title on the wall? Like, would they put it on the batter's eye? Like, you know, like run across 2019 national champions. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think they would actually write on the batter's eye because it's the batter's eye. They like that to be Well, you know, just clean, like above but, it or, or you uh, know, where does it go? You know, because it needs to. It does. It doesn't. There doesn't, question. there doesn't need to be like a one national champions. It needs to be big. Remember when the Red Sox finally won the title and they put it on the, the green. On the, the whole green monster was 20, 2004 world champions. Some, where does it go? I don't know. I think about that a lot, though. I think about Jake Mangum and does he get a statue? He deserve. If State wins a national title, he deserves one. Yeah. And honestly, it should be in front of Clark and Palmeros. It should be the first thing you see. Yeah, put it right there in the yeah center of that. Yeah, <laughs> I would. You know what? You know what I would do if I was state. That catch he made, I would re- I would capture that, and I might even put it out in the outfield. Like put it in the right field pavilion, the Mangum statue of him going over the wall and making that catch. Yeah, I think about things like this when they're winning games, and I'm like, this team is this team can do it. The problem is there are other teams that can do it too. Yeah. And there are other teams that are going to try to do it. And State's going to have to – it goes back to what you said. State just has to play its game. When State plays its best game, they can beat anybody. If they play, if they don't play their best game, they're going to have problems, especially against Vanderbilt, especially yeah. against Arkansas, even against Louisville if they play them. The thing about this State team, though, is too, you don't want to – I mean, you don't want to – you're playing with fire doing this. The thing that excites you is they're good enough to win even when they don't play their best game. Yeah, and that that should excite you in Omaha. But the, against some of these teams, against some of these teams, that's not, that's not a that's not a it, good not, path. They could play. They could beat Auburn and not play their best game. They cannot beat Vanderbilt without doing that. They cannot uh, beat Arkansas. Uh, yeah, unless it's a couple of teams on the same day not playing their best right, game, right. which could happen too. You know, it's you just, never know. I don't know, man. And and you know, you know, looks like with the way Lamonis is going to set it up, that you're going to get the chance to pitch Ethan Small three times if you make all these games, you win all these games. So everything is set up for you. Again, looks like he's going to be healthy. Going to be a big part of it. Like you said, McNamee, maybe he's going to round back into shape. Mangum and Westbrook seem to have done that. And everybody's hitting right now. Your bullpen is as good as it's been all year. Gordon, Liebelt, White are very solid. And then you sort of just get what you get from the other guys. Everything's everything's falling into place. This is as good as MSU's had a chance to win a national title since 1985. This is their best opportunity. Will they do it? Well, we're going to find that out. Well, 
Jake Mangum said last night, channeling his inner Jake Taylor. Yeah. There's only one thing left to do. Today, I don't know if you saw the video that MSU put out of Lamona speaking to the team right after the game. He said, I'm not going up there for a t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't see that yet, yeah. but that's good I mean, stuff. Somebody, I think it was uh, our, our friend Ryan Sparks who runs MSU History. And he uh, he said, I will literally watch anything Hale State video puts out right now. Jim Ellis going to a station break, I'll watch it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Joe Deere getting a Diet Coke, put it on there. So... Yeah, I mean, right now, State's just fired. Everybody's fired up. Uh, and I think I, Richard asked me, like, what do you think is going to happen up in, in Omaha's Foss crowd? I think there's going to be – I think a lot of State fans plan for this. A lot of State fans started thinking back in early March watching this team, like, they could get there. I, I should go ahead and book a room. I should get my plane tickets. I should be ready because this team is, 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 is ready. This team is ready to, to finally get the job done. Now, will they do it? it? Mm-hmm. Again, it's another thing we hit on yesterday, I think, a little bit. But is this the first time, I'm thinking back, that you could – Brian, you could have comfortably made an Omaha reservation at the beginning of March. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you just could have. After the Florida series, when they went down there and just pretty much handled – now, we didn't know what Florida was at that time. We didn't know that they weren't going to be very good. But they handled them pretty easily. And you could have probably right then been like, I'm going to go ahead and book a room. Yeah. And you see what happens. And then especially after they swept Georgia – that's when you really could have been like, I am going to book a room. We could have done it. So, good stuff. We just got a, we just got an email here from a, from Baseball Media. Let's yeah, see. I saw that. Anything good? We're, we're going to talk to these we're gonna guys talk to them tomorrow. tomorrow. Talk to them tomorrow. There you go. All right. So, that's good. So, check out Sports Talk Mississippi's uh, Twitter feed, and I'll have a live video up as it happens from my Coach Lamonis and selected student-athletes, of which I'm going to assume – Jake Mangum will be one, so if you want to hear it from the from the captain, we'll do that. All right, we got to completely switch gears now. We're going to talk about a team that's already focused on football because their baseball season is over. The mighty fighting Tigers. The Bayou Bengals of LSU is this week's SEC preview. Tigers 10-3 and three a season ago. Uh, Can I ask you something real quick on their baseball team? Yeah, sure. Did you hate to see that? What happened on, to them My on Sunday heart night? was filled you, with... Did, with sadness. <laughs> I, I, a tear may have been shed. <laughs> I just so. wanted you to relive that for just a second before we headed down the football. Need a street. cigarette after thinking about it. All right. Uh, LSU was 10-3 and three a season ago. They bring back a ton. It's LSU. They recruit five stars. They have a quarterback that at least, at the very least now, isn't giving away the game. He's not winning them the games, but he's not giving them away for them. And that... Is, that's a step up for LSU. Maybe next year they can have a quarterback that wins them games. I don't know. But this year, Joe Burrow shouldn't lose them any games. They're very talented, and they have a schedule that's not horribly difficult. So let's go with it. Now, they do have an interesting first game, and I, and I think they'll win. But Georgia Southern coming in with that wacky off option offense, I, I love to see a, an option offense against an aggressive defense. Aranda versus that. The chess match should be fantastic. I, I could see it be one of those games where it's like 14 to 14 at the end of the second quarter or like middle of the second quarter, and you're like, is something brewing? And then all of a sudden it's like 42 to 14. Yeah. So give me the Tigers. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go with Georgia Southern over, yeah. over the Bayou Bengals. So but, we'll, we'll go LSU. But then in week two, probably the marquee game of the week, and that's LSU traveling to Austin, Texas. Texas is back. Austin is where everything was invented, home with Tyler Horka, uh, to take on the Texas Longhorns. Fantastic, fantastic game. I'm excited. Uh, 
this should be a top 10 game. And it's honestly, it's a potential playoff game preview. Yeah. Because to, I don't know what Texas' schedule off the top of my head is, but my guess is this game and the Oklahoma game are the only two you're really off the top of your head they would not be favorites in. And same with LSU. This game and Alabama are probably the only two where you think they might not be a favorite. I don't know what the line is on this game. Some opening lines have already come out. State was a 22-point favorite over Louisiana. And uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. Memphis, six-point favorite over Ole Miss I in week one. I did not see that. Wow. Yeah. I would take, right now, I would take the Tigers and give the points in that game. But we'll talk about the Rebels down the road. Uh, Texas being a Big 12 team, I think the, the LSU defense beats them up pretty good. I'll take the Tigers to win that one. Yeah, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, usually, if it's close for me, I go with the home team. Mm-hmm. But I'm just feeling LSU here. So yeah, I see we'll some 31-21 or something like that. And we're, one of those games where it's 31-14 and Texas gets a late touchdown. So, if, if, if Hork is listening, sorry, buddy. Uh, Northwestern State, the Demons. Not the Devils, the Demons. they got, they got to be like, where there's the Demon Deacons, which has always been a weird nickname for me. A, a, a satanic priest is your name. Uh, but they're the Demons, Northwestern State. It's uh, kind of like our... Our uh, sponsor here, Stranger Coffee House, having the frozen hot chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, uh, a paradox, like yeah. jumbo shrimp and business ethics and Ole Miss championship baseball. Uh, Northwestern State, by the way, that's all. That's uh, Orgeron's. Uh, you okay? I'm good. That's Orgeron's uh, alma mater as well. Uh, give me the Tigers to win very big. As I will go. That really, at this well. point, we're, we're just looking ahead to Alabama. Yeah, for really LSU. Uh, they play at Vanderbilt. LSU win. win. LSU wins. Four no, Utah State win another game. Utah State's not a bad group of five team. They got a new coach though because uh, Matt Wells went to Texas Tech. Here's the game. Maybe maybe you want to think Florida comes to LSU. The key to where, there for me is Florida comes to LSU. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm after two years in a row, you know, after the hurricane, this is the first time they've returned to Baton Rouge since they won there in 2016. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, with LSU at home there. I, I mean, I do should think- be a good game. Should be a good defensive. Grantham and Aranda. Grantham and Aranda is a fun defensive game to watch. Those two guys, they find a way to get to the quarterback and bring pressure. Uh, I just see LSU just a little bit better. A little bit, you know, what, 21 17, something like that. LSU travels to Starkville. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, I'll take the Tigers to win. Yep. If you ask me today, I'd, I'd have to go LSU. That's seven or no. Auburn goes to LSU. LSU's had Auburn's number the past couple of years. You know, Auburn was much better than them in uh, in seventeen and lost last year. Uh, LSU, you know, despite not playing well at all, beat Auburn. Uh, so they just have their number. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the LSU Tigers. Yeah, and there is no harder team I don't think in the SEC to figure out than Auburn. Like you just, oh, they're pretty easy to figure out for me. Uh, well, maybe so. They're not you, good. You just, you just they come in every year. It seems like with hype, and then. Oh, they're, they're, they are the kings. They never ha- live the up to it. Uh, you want to know, know how I can tell you? you hear, right now, you can find a, probably find a poll that has Auburn in the top 15 in it, right? Who's their quarterback? Who knows? Who, who's Auburn's starting quarterback right now? There's no such thing to me as a top 15 team that doesn't, that doesn't know who their starting quarterback is in June. All right? There is none of that for me. If you don't know who it is in June, you're not a top 15 team. You're not going to be. So That's fair. I'm going with you, by That's, the way. So LSU. Ain't no. Week off, and then you go to Tuscaloosa. And you lose. Are they closer this year? Do they make a game of it? 
I don't think that they do because Burrow is not the kind of guy who can go in there and do that. You know, they need you need a dynamic quarterback to do that. Yeah, and and, I, and they just don't have that. And though I did not vote for him for the Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Tua fan. I just feel like Tua is gonna. Yeah. Just, oh, Tua's going to have a huge have year. a huge year and a huge day. And I, Are you I just, tanking for Tua over there, Miami Dolphin fan? Uh, are you, are you going to try to settle in with Josh Rosen? I was going to say, let, let me see. Let me see what Josh Rosen has. Even three weeks, and then you're like, all right, it's time to, time to tank. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, yeah. I mean, because you got Josh Rosen, you kind of feel like you're no longer tanking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, like, it's an interesting So I don't really there. know, like, if you're tanking for Tua, why are you getting Josh Rosen? You know, yeah. it doesn't – Yeah, I don't know, two and two don't – Equal right. four there. So we'll take them to lose to Alabama. So that would put them eight and one. They'll go to Ole Miss the week after that. That's that feels like that feels like to me. Uh, we're we're pissed off that we lost Alabama. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, think about it. If they're eight and zero going to Alabama. Bama's probably one, and LSU is no. I mean, Clemson might be one, depending on what's happening. But those teams are probably no worse than top five, both of them. Yeah. And then so you're thinking LSU. If we win, we can go to the playoff. Now you're out. And so they're pissed. Too. And then they go play Ole Miss, a team that still defensively has no talent, and LSU would just run the ball at will on them. You don't think the Bama hangover comes into effect here, huh? Well, you know, when the Bama the Bama hangover is one thing, but then there's the Ole Miss electrolyte shot. <laughs> you, know, you go play Ole Miss, you're like, oh, wait, I'm, I feel better all of a sudden. <laughs> defensively, Ole Miss is just no match for LSU, so they'll, they'll lose. So 9-1, uh, and one, Arkansas, speaking of no match. Yeah, 10-1. and one. And then Texas A&M. On uh, on my birthday, in uh, College Station. No, no, that was last year. Remember, it's seven overtime. Oh, that's right, Station. seven overtime. So they're in Baton Rouge, and got to think LSU's hungry for revenge. I think A and M is. I don't think A and M's there yet. Another year or so. I think A and M's going to be there though. <coughs> there's your Excuse me. there's your daily thunder and lightning sneeze. Mm. Uh, you think? Bless you, bless you, by the way. Like you like A and M this year to win this game? No, to but win? I like it to be a good game. Oh, it'll be a good game. Yeah. I, I think LSU wins. I don't the think game, it'll be seventy four seventy two. I mean, I, I don't know. What, I just feel like Jimbo's going to get that thing rolling. Oh, he'll get it rolling here eventually. before long. If he doesn't, then it's we can put to bed the. I guess we'll talk about A and M in a couple weeks, maybe. But we can put to bed the idea that they're this sleeping giant that's just waiting. If Jimbo and can't get it going, it can't get going. Ross Bjork's going to drop the axe. <laughs> He's going to drop something. I bet. I bet he'll <laughs> drop an embarrassing tweet. Uh, anyway, so okay, so that brings us to a very interesting scenario. LSU at this point is now eleven and one. Let's say Alabama's undefeated. Yep. And Georgia's undefeated. Yep. And they go to the championship game. And let's say Alabama wins. And now they're thirteen and zero. And Georgia's eleven and one. Or twelve. I'm sorry, twelve and one. And then you have LSU at eleven and one. And let's just say we have. Clemson undefeated, so they would be thirteen or no. So that in that instance, Alabama Clemson's one and two in some yeah former yeah, fashion. Some former fashion, and then let's just say, well, let's just say Oklahoma is not undefeated. They've got a loss. Yeah, and they lost to somebody, and I don't think the Big Ten champion is going to be a one loss team because I, I don't like Ohio State as much this year with a new coach and new quarterback. I just don't like. Um, so let's just do, let's go with those, those five teams. Who's in? Because if LSU, LSU has a real case, like we lost one game on the road to the number one, they basically have the Mississippi State argument from fourteen. If State had closed it out, yep. we lost on the road to the number, to the number one, one team. Game. All right, let's play, let us play them on a neutral side and see what happens. Now you and I both know what would happen, but to have the argument at least, 
I mean, could could the SEC get three out of four? Would Oklahoma be the the team out at that point? I don't think. I don't think there's any way they put three teams in that play. Can you imagine? Three SEC teams in that. Can you imagine if they did that? <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, your your playoff is Clemson versus LSU, and then Alabama Georgia rematch. I kind of hope that happens though, just because you know, I, like especially the, like the Joker, you like to sit back and see chaos. Sometimes that'd be chaos. It would. Or, or imagine, or, you know, talk about what if Texas is the uh, one loss Big Twelve champion, but that one loss is to LSU. You know, a lot of what ifs. That LSU Texas game could really play a huge role in the college football landscape this yeah. year. It really could. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, and that game and Georgia Notre Dame coming to Georgia. Now, I don't think I think Notre Dame is going to be out because they're going to lose to Georgia. But I mean, what if Notre Dame wins that game? I mean, there's a lot. They're getting. We're starting to get better. These better games. Georgia is sort of leading, and LSU is doing a good job too. Alabama is going to start doing it in a couple of years of getting the elite teams playing each other, and those are going to set those matchups are going to be those week two matchups are going to be like when you throw the rock in the pond and the the waves spread out. The waves of week twelve are were caused by the splash of week two. Yeah, that's what's going to happen in a lot of these situations. I would say LSU would not get in. At I, that don't, point. I don't think they would either. And they would go. They would go to the Cotton Bowl and probably play the Big Ten champion or something and murder them. They would play Ohio State and just absolutely destroy them. Something like that. So LSU's probably going something like twelve and one this year, which is incredible. I was ready to get Orchard out of there a season ago. I was like, they're going six and six. I, if you go back and find some old B and B shows of the of talking about LSU, I was convinced six and six, and he's going to get fired. Yeah, and instead, it looks like that program is if they can just find a quarterback ready to challenge Alabama. Yeah, well, I think, I think you and I last year going into the you know like going into last season, our, you know, our first football season together. I think you and I were both pretty low on LSU going into last year, and uh, a big portion of that was neither one of us big fan of Joe Burrow or. Ed Orgeron, but here we are picking him to go eleven and one, get into a, get into one of the the, the access bowls or whatever you want to call them, the pool of. I, I forget every year what they what these new things are called, but Cotton Bowl or whatever, you yeah, know, one of the access bowls. access bowls. But uh, anyway, here, yeah, you're right. Here they are. You can't kill the darn tigers. It's the voodoo. They just raise from the dead. Yeah, no doubt. All right, tomorrow's show. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna have Rippy on just yet. I mean, I, I, he's still traveling, but I'll get him. I'll get him on the show to preview the Ole Miss, to play preview the Egg Bowl. Uh, we'll know the times, obviously, and uh, we'll figure some other things. That we'll have we'll have talked to Coach Lamonis and some of the players, so maybe someone to talk about. Have some updates that. on maybe. I mean, well, we already know that JT Gins most likely. Well, you know, we may get some get, updates on the high field, a little more solid update now yeah. of you know everything, and he might let us know like what's you know Plumley second, Gins second. What are you planning on doing? So yeah. we'll see. We will have a lot to talk about, obviously, and then you know. We are a couple days away from Joel and I heading off to Joel Mahal, Nebraska for the College World Series. And Robbie. And Robbie. As, you know, disclaimer, <laughs> and Robbie Falk. Folks, I don't know what Joel our con- Coleman, Brian Haydad, and Robbie Falk. <laughs> Poor Robbie. <laughs> well, he's not on the show. Like, there's only so much pub I can do? give him. What can you do? So We'll figure it all yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know what kind of content we're going to bring you guys, but we're going to have fun with it. Yeah. There is no telling what you're going to see over the course of the next two weeks. No question about that. All right, guys. Talk to you uh, tomorrow for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Dream.
Mississippi Media Production.